0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading The Imitation of Christ from Beginning to End. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with Book 1, Chapter 22. The 22nd Chapter Thoughts on the Misery of Man. Wherever you are, wherever you go, you are miserable unless you turn to god so why be dismayed when things do not happen as you wish and desire is there anyone who has everything as he wishes no neither i nor you nor any man on earth there was no there is no one in the world be he pope or king who does not suffer trial and anguish who is better off then Surely it is the man who will suffer something for God. Many unstable and weak-minded people say, See how well that man lives, how rich, how great he is, how powerful and mighty. But you must lift up your eyes to the riches of heaven and realize that the material goods of which they speak are nothing. These things are uncertain and very burdensome because they are never possessed without anxiety and fear. Man's happiness does not consist in the possession of abundant goods. A very little is enough. Living on earth is truly a misery. The more a man desires spiritual life, the more bitter the present becomes to him, because he understands better and sees more clearly the defects, the corruption of human nature. To eat and drink, to watch and sleep, to rest, to labor, and to be bound by other human necessities is certainly a great misery and affliction to the devout man, who would gladly be released from them and be free from all sin. Truly, the inner man is greatly burdened in this world by the necessities of the body And for this reason, the prophet prayed that he might be as free from them as possible when he said, from my necessities, O Lord, deliver me. But woe to those who know not their own misery and greater woe to those who love this miserable and corruptible life. Some indeed can scarcely procure its necessities either by work or by begging, yet they love it so much. That if they could live here always they would care nothing for the kingdom of god how foolish and faithless of heart are those who are so engrossed in earthly things as to relish nothing but what is carnal miserable man indeed for in the end they will see to their sorrow how cheap and worthless was the thing they loved the saints of god and all devout friends of Christ, did not look to what pleases the body, nor to the things that are popular from time to time. Their whole hope and aim centered on the everlasting good. Their whole desire pointed upward to the lasting and invisible realm, lest the love of what is visible drag them down to lower things. Do not lose heart, then, my brother." In pursuing your spiritual life, there is yet time, and your hour is not past. Why delay your purpose? Arise, begin at once, and say, Now is the time to act. Now is the time to fight. Now is the proper time to amend. When you are troubled and afflicted, that is the time to gain merit. You must pass through water and fire. Before coming to rest Unless you do violence to yourself You will not overcome vice So long as we live in this fragile body We can neither be free from sin Nor live without weariness and sorrow Gladly we would rest from all misery But in losing innocence through sin We also lost true blessedness Therefore, we must have patience and await the mercy of God until this iniquity passes, until mortality is swallowed up in life. How great is the frailty of human nature, which is ever prone to evil. Today you confess your sins, and tomorrow you again commit the sins which you confessed. One moment you resolve to be careful and yet after an hour you act as though you had made no resolution. We have cause, therefore, because of our frailty and feebleness, to humble ourselves and never think anything great of ourselves. Through neglect we may quickly lose that which, by God's grace, we have acquired, only through long, hard labor. What eventually will become of us who so quickly grow lukewarm. Woe to us if we presume to rest in peace and security when actually there is no true holiness in our lives. It would be beneficial for us, like good novices, to be instructed once more in the principles of a good life, to see if there be hope of amendment and greater spiritual progress in the future. Here, Thomas A. Kempis tells us that we are, that no matter what we do in life, we will be miserable unless we turn to God. It reminds me of the famous line from the diary of Saint Faustina, when Jesus told her, "Mankind will not have peace until it turns with trust to my mercy." <clears throat> That's diary number three hundred. Another time, Jesus said something similar: "Mankind will not have peace." until it turns to the fount of my mercy. Diary number 699. Thomas a Kempis reminds us that none of us have everything that we wish for here on earth. We will have to face some trials and some difficulties and some anguish. The best way to deal with these things, the consequences of original sin, to offer them to God so that our suffering won't be wasted. We don't know the inner condition of the soul of those who seem to have everything in the world, and we don't know the eternal destiny of those people. So we should stop comparing our situations with theirs. We have to be careful that we don't become too attached to this life and the things of this world. Because our destiny is eternal life, and we want to spend it with God. There is time to begin again. The Lord wants us to repair our spiritual lives, to set our priorities, and to turn to Him. Ultimately, this life will not give us the happiness that we seek. Doing violence to ourselves is just a radical way of saying, deny yourself Take up your cross and follow Christ. Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche, the Superior General of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new daily podcast entitled Venerable Casimir and Our Lady, which will be launching on October 21st, 2023. Venerable Kazimir Vyshynski was a Marian father who lived in the 1700s. We are praying for a miracle so that he can be beatified. He helped to revive our congregation when we were at a low point because of the actions of his brother. He rewrote a Latin handbook by a Jesuit on the ten gospel virtues of Our Lady. He called it Morning Star so that lay people would be able to understand it, to imitate Mary's virtues, and to grow in holiness. To access the podcast, simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org or search Venerable Kazmier and Our Lady on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I'm also happy to share with you that you can order a copy of Morning Star on shopmercy.org That's shopmercy.org Simply search the phrase Morning Star on shopmercy.org and you can order a copy of the book today. Remember, every purchase supports the Marian Priests and Brothers at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you.